Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 this morning is where we're at as we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we're in the message titled, Power. Verse 2, it says, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so Jesus sends these guys out. And I want you to notice something. He didn't send them home to sit on their couches and watch their big screen TVs. He didn't even tell them, you know, hey, here's a, here's a tile. I want you to put this outside your house. Healings happen here. Come and get healed. He didn't, you know, he sent them out into, into the community, into the neighborhoods, into the towns. And, and they had to venture out. Do you know who most often gets to experience God do the supernatural? And I'm not saying you can't sit home and see God do the supernatural. I mean, it happens. You know, you can pray and you can see God do amazing things. But you know who gets to see it most often? Those who venture out. Those who, who sign up for the Cherry Festival and, and stand out there and talk to people about Jesus. Those who go on the mission trip. Those who actually get off of their couch and make the trip and make the journey. And yeah, it's hard. But when we do that and we venture out and we step out in faith or we invite the stranger into our home or the orphan or the widow, we get to see God do miracles. Because it's not in the luxury of the Christian life that we experience those things. It's in the adventure of the Christian life that we experience those things. As we venture out to do those things, God meets us in the impossibilities. I love that. Have you ever said, ah, oh, yeah, I thought about doing that. Man, it's just so hard. That's where Jesus likes to meet us, in the hard, right? You know, and, and they, they say, you know, God won't give you anything that you can't handle, right? And yet the truth is, is actually God gives you, every time God gives you something, it is oftentimes impossible. I want you to go do this. I want you to go do that. Don't you realize that even, even the most mundane thing, like if you felt like the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go talk to that person about me, he's asking you to do something impossible? Oh, yeah, you can say some words. But what good are your words if the Holy Spirit does not infuse them? If the Holy Spirit does not work in the person's life? Only Jesus, only the Holy Spirit can bring new life. And so we set out as Christians on a journey with no power, no inability in ourselves, but as we venture out, we believe Him for the empowering of the Holy Spirit. For the empowering of the Holy Spirit to do the work that He's called us to do. Otherwise, it's absolutely pointless. Remember, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you bear much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. And so that would be the case with the disciples here. They had nothing. They had no power. And he gives them power. In this moment, in this time, he gives them power to cast out demons, to heal the sick. And they go from town to town and do just that. Now, this would just be a temporary thing for them. 
at that moment. But later he would say, I want you to wait for me in Jerusalem after the resurrection. And they'd finally go and they'd sit in Jerusalem. They'd be there for 10 days. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, the Holy Spirit fell on that place and cloven tongues of fire lit on each one of them. And they went out from that place as the place was shaken and a great noise of a mighty rushing wind drew a crowd. They went out and they began to proclaim the glorious works of God in other languages, languages they did not know. Glossielia, tongues. They began to speak the glorious works of God. And all these people who gathered around heard the, the good news, this glorious works of God in their own languages. And of course, Peter then begins to preach to them and 3,000 people get saved on that day. And it wasn't much later that, that Peter and John would go up to the temple and they'd see the man at the gate beautiful and they'd pray for him or they'd say, you know, silver and gold we don't have, but what we have we give you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So I guess they didn't really pray for him, but they just commanded him. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the guy gets up and he walks and he leaves. He praises God. He's, he's there in the temple. Everybody saw him and 5,000 people get saved. It's the work of God. It's not something, and, and, and Peter would even say, it's not because of some magnificence on my part that this man is whole before you, but because of Jesus. It's not that I have money to give you or anything to give you, but Jesus has this for you, he told the man. Now, that caused some trouble for them with the religious leaders, and of course, they, they would finally get arrested, and they'd get beaten, and they'd be put in jail. But then they get let out of jail and they'd be back in, right in, back in the temple preaching again. And so then they'd arrest them again and they'd bring them before the Sanhedrin, this court, uh, a council, and they would threaten them. Don't speak in this man's name anymore. And you remember what they did. They went back to their, their home. They're back to their place. And all the same people that were in Acts chapter two, once again, gathered together, probably in the same upper room. And then they, they're quoting Psalm 2 and the threats of these guys against the Lord and against His anointed. And, and then this was their prayer in Acts chapter 4, verse 29. And you say this, Now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they prayed, the place where they assembled together was... Notice this, shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. It's my opinion that we do not have because we do not ask. We do not have because we don't go. And oftentimes we, we live powerless Christian lives because we just don't expect God to do anything. But these guys who had been doing and they had been going and they then they were persecuted for it, they still went back and they prayed and they said, God, don't let this get us down. Fill us with boldness. And notice what they prayed. That signs and wonders would be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And, and that's what they were expecting. They expected God to do great things as they went out and preached the gospel, as they went out and told about Him. You know, I think often we think it's up to us to have the right arguments. You know, we, we, you know, binge Jay Warner Wallace. We binge, you know, Lee Strobel and we're like, we got to have the answers. And we go out and we try to think that we think that we can just answer their questions and they'll magically have sanctified reasoning. And then all of a sudden they'll believe. But do you realize that it always takes the power of the Holy Spirit 
And when God moves and God changes somebody's life and, and, and He reaches within them and maybe heals them of a disease or heals something in their life or they see somebody healed, when they see that, it opens their heart and the Holy Spirit speaks to them and draws them into His presence. And, and so these guys, as they go out, they're trusting God for great things. And so what about you and me? Well, remember Acts chapter 1, he says, you know, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. When you receive the Holy Spirit, that's when you're able to be my witness. Well, what about us? Well, Peter in Acts chapter 2, if, you, if you've ever read his sermon there, you remember that he said that this promise of the Holy Spirit is to you, to the people he's talking to, and to your children, and to all those who are far off, and as many as will call on the name of the Lord, it is a promise to us to have that power to do things, greater things even, than he did, if we'll just believe. And, he, and you just have to pick up a few missionary biographies. You know, read about that, that guy in, in South Africa. I just blanked his name. Had it. Um, Agnes Bucknam. Agnes Bucknam, who who believed Jesus for great things. And like from the very beginning, he was just on fire for the Lord, raised his servant girl from the dead when she died. And, and God would do amazing things through his life. Faith Like Potatoes is the name of the book. He would grow potatoes in a drought year, and God would give him a, a huge crop. You know, God working through, and he did it as an experiment to show people that we can trust God. And that's what Jesus would tell them to do too. He would send them out with this power. Well, how do we get, what about me? What, what about me? I don't feel like I have power. I don't feel like I have the Holy Spirit upon me. Well, remember in Acts chapter 2, they were praying in the upper room and the power of the Spirit came upon them. In Acts chapter 4, maybe they felt drained a little bit. They prayed again. The Holy Spirit fell upon them. What about you? Luke chapter 11. Remember, he's just asking you will receive, knocking you shall find, seeking the door, or knocking the door will be open to you, seeking you shall find, knocking the door will be open to you. And he goes on to say, if you being evil give your children good things, how much more the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. It's a promise to us, to our children, and to all those who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call, is the power of the pro the promise of the power of the Holy Spirit that works within the believer to do the impossible. You see, we make a mistake when we think that we're going to go out and witness to people and that somehow we're going to convince people. Because you never can convince anybody. I mean, and if you can convince them, then somebody else can convince them out of it. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.